This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Connie Breton, the Senior Director of Legal Operations at NetApp and President and Chairman of the Board of the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium. She is joined by fellow leadership members Mary O'Carroll, Head of Legal Operations at Google, Jeff Frankie, Assistant General Counsel of Global Legal Operations at Yahoo, and Chris Coates, Vice President of Legal Operations at Oracle. Hi, everyone. How are you? Great, Ari. Great. Thanks for having us. Good, Ari. My privilege. So, Connie, tell us about the genesis of the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium. Corporate Legal Operations Consortium has been in existence as a book club for about eight or nine years. And the beginning of 2016, we created a nonprofit organization to bring together a community of legal operations professionals to share best practices to advance the role of legal operations, to share information on technology, to network, and also to embrace the legal ecosystem. We have realized that if we operate in silos, we come up with solutions that don't work. So we're very interested in having law firms, technology providers, universities, of course, in-house executives, regulators, all in one room together, sharing best practices and creating solutions collaboratively. Mary, why has legal operations become so important in law department management? The short answer is because of the, the changing times and the changing role of the general counsel in a legal department and the need to run that department more like a business and be efficient. So there's a lot more pressure coming in from the top for a general counsel to to look at that department as a business. And because he or she is pulled in a lot of other directions, he or she needs to hire someone to handle the management of the financials, the outside counsel and vendor management, knowledge, systems and tools and IT, as well as any internal processes that need to be put in place. Chris, what's unique about the role of a legal operations leader? The role of the legal ops leader is that you have to be the right hand to the GC. So it's really key that you report into the GC, which a lot of us are the right person to be able to manage their budgets. Mary was mentioning you have to have the technological knowledge of what the legal team needs. You have to be able to be negotiator for preferred firms and against top partners. And then also be able to take all the legal data, the big data, analyze it and put it into metrics so that your GC can actually make business decisions, which is very different than the legal decisions they make every day. Ari, let me add to that that this is one of the most common questions that we as operations executives get. What is the role of legal operations? In response to that, we have created a standard definition, and there are 12 core competencies that you can find on the clock.org website. It is a complicated role. It requires a skill set that is soft and carries a very gentle part of it, and it also requires us to be pitfalls. The role is geared around change management, and that's a challenge particularly for a legal department where the personality type is skeptical and resistant to change. Was there something in particular that changed in the market in 2016, since you mentioned that that was the year that you formalized the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium? We had what what Connie refers to as a book club, and each month when we met, we found that that room was getting more full and more full, and the people on the phone dialing in were getting larger in number to the point where it was standing room only. 
and we discovered that there was absolutely a need for this kind of forum in the industry that, that was a need that was not being met. And I think we've seen that prove itself out with the fact that our first institute, which we put together in 12 weeks with no marketing and no experience, we had 500 people show up. And our membership grew to something like 600 in just 12 months. So there has been an appetite for this that has not been met. And I think it was the time for this. We hit a tipping point in 2016. So the role itself has been around for a number of years. And just as in change management, it takes repetition. And in 2016, because we formalized it, we actually were able to capture the metrics around the need for the role and the gap that has existed for the prior at least 10 years. Jeff, Mary mentioned your first institute, and now the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium is holding its second annual conference, May 9th through the 11th, in Las Vegas. What can attendees expect this year? Sorry, this year the institute really builds upon last year's institute. This industry has been in a state of evolution for quite a while as the role of the GC has expanded and become much more focused on supporting the CEO, e-staff, and board This role has assumed more and more responsibility, and the industry has started to change and evolve as well. And so, whereas last year it was a foundational event where we had a lot of sessions designed specifically towards bringing what I like to refer to as order to chaos, we have our 12 core competencies, and now we've started to build the content around those. This year we'll be building further on those 12 core competencies Last year, we had approximately 60 sessions. This year, we'll be somewhere between 70 and 80. In addition, this year, we're going to be moving beyond the the core of providing content and connecting the members of the community to actually starting to look at how do we change the industry? There's been a lot of conversation and talk about this industry needing change, and we're being at a tipping point, but nobody's really talking about what does that mean? Everybody's unhappy about a lot of the services and technology that are being delivered, the price points. This year, we're going to start to tackle some of those issues. We've got a, what I characterize as a bit of a centerpiece session, which we're calling the Magna Carta Big Thinker Session. And the goal of that is really to start refining the conversation around how do we change the way legal departments within corporations do business? What are the different expectations we have from law schools? What are the different expectations we have from law firms? as well as from regulators, such that we can really make change in the industry. We can't do it alone, and it's not just a law firm, corporate, legal operations issue. It's an industry-wide issue. So that's going to be another big change. We're going to expand the conversation, and that's really what the evolution of CLOCK is going to be about going forward. As Connie mentioned, there are four core things that we're about, creating content, networking, connecting the industry, and that last piece really is driving the industry forward. We've started on those first three pieces, and we've made some good headway in about 16 months. We're going to continue to drive forward on those, and the Institute is an annual opportunity to do that. Uh, But beyond the Institute, what we're really starting to do is work on the industry and, and creating change, start the conversation, and beyond the conversation, start to put some things down on paper. You can't really get to where you're going if you don't know what your true north is. So that's a lot of what this Institute is about as well. Mary, how do you see clock evolving? I think we've been pleasantly surprised with the way it's evolved in the last 16 months. When we started out, we didn't really know what was going to happen if we were going to stay at a 50-member clip or if it was going to really take off. And I'm expecting probably more of 
what we've seen in the past, which is in the last year we've grown, you know, to hundreds of members in every possible industry that's out there in companies that are large and small in legal departments that are a thousand people to legal departments that are five people. And it's grown in its reach to be much more international now. So we've got pockets of groups we call regional groups that have exploded. We can barely keep up with the demand for for starting these groups. And they're all over the United States, as well as in Australia and the UK. So I I think we're going to see a lot more of this. We have a lot of initiatives going, which are cross-industry best practice sharing or standard setting. And I've been involved in some of those and seen how incredible it is for folks from across the industry from different parts, whether it's law firms and in-house folks to technology providers and alternative service providers to come together to come up with a deliverable or a work product that can be shared across the industry. So I think more of the same, more collaboration, more sharing, and more of a desire to continue to accelerate the change that's happening. So Connie, where do you see legal operations headed? Legal operations has already fundamentally changed how we purchase legal services. Legal operations centralizes the spend, and as a result, it fundamentally changes how the business operations, both in-house and externally, are collaborating. So we have, as a result of this, we have brand new entrants into this space. We have technology providers coming in at a rate that is so fast we can't possibly keep up. We have service providers. We have choices now that we did not have even a couple of years ago. We are working differently. We are no longer working faster and cheaper. We are working with different types of resources in different ways. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Connie Brenton, the Senior Director of Legal Operations at NetApp, Mary O'Carroll, Head of Legal Operations at Google, Jeff Frankie, Assistant General Counsel of Global Legal Operations at Yahoo, and Chris Coates, Vice President of Legal Operations at Oracle, all of whom are board members of the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium, which is holding its second annual institute in the next few weeks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, Ari.